Hello, and welcome to the second episode of History Remastered. And I'm really conscious of how that hello just sounded, because a couple of people said to me after the first episode that my hello in the beginning sounded really like, you know, when you go to the cinema and the lights go down and that voice says, hello. I think that probably just sounded really like it. And then it goes on to say, you need to turn your phone off or whatever. People said to me that I sounded like that and I'm really conscious of it. So hopefully this time it didn't sound like you're about to watch a film or that you're in a cinema. But if you did listen to the first episode and we've made it all the way to the second episode, very exciting. And today I'm going to talk about the issue of race with regard to the medieval period. And I'm going to be answering the question of whether medieval people were racist. And we're going to talk about that first. And then once I've done that, I'm going to talk about why it's relevant to consider these issues today. It might seem a bit obvious that medieval people were racist. Often, the Middle Ages are thought about as quite backward. You've got examples like how in 1215, a church council installed what some people have called a racial law, where Jews and Muslims had to mark themselves by wearing different clothing. And in 1290, you get Jews actually being expelled from England by a parliamentary law. You've got other examples where Franciscan theologians are talking about how if you kill a Muslim, that's not actually homicide because you're exterminating incarnated evil. And you've got Gerald of Wales, who's often quoted when we're talking about medieval racism. And he described Irish people as barbaric to justify the English invasion of Ireland in the 13th century. And so when you've got all of these examples, it seems really obvious that medieval people were racist. And scholars have argued that someone like Geraldine Hayne, for example, she has argued that medieval people were actually racist. But I'm going to argue that actually that's not true. That in the Middle Ages, people weren't inherently racist. And in doing so, I'm going to start off with what William Chester Jordan said, that if you brand medieval people as racist from the get-go, you actually just shut down the conversation. You don't consider any of the complexities of the issue. We need to start off with what race actually is. And a historian called Robert Bartlett argued that race is actually a concept which is constructed. So that means that the idea of race has meant different things across time. The concept of race would have meant something different in the Middle Ages, as it did in the 18th and 19th centuries, and as it does today. In fact, Bartlett draws attention to the fact that medieval people didn't even use the term race. They used words like gens, so that's G-E-N-S, and natio, which is N-A-T-I-O. And all of these terms roughly mean people, basically. And they were used to classify human groups in the medieval period. And according to Bartlett, these words like gens and natio were used to describe groups of people who had, and I'm quoting from Bartlett here, common ancestors and common habits, languages and traditions. So what Bartlett's work shows is that medieval people defined ethnicity on the basis of cultural factors, like how people 
dress, what they ate, where they lived, as well as biological factors like descent or physical attributes. And Paul Sturtevant, I think that's how you say his name, he talked about this issue too, describing that medieval people thought that characteristics of a quote-unquote race could actually change over time. And that challenges how we see racism today, where racial characteristics are fixed and they're inherent in groups which are being described. So, medieval people understood race in quite a complex way. The work of Bartlett and Sturtevant show that these examples of medieval racism that I talked about in the beginning need to be questioned. And if we return to some of those, we can see that actually cultural and contextual factors did influence how medieval people described racial characteristics. So I'm going back to Gerald of Wales, who, like I said before, has actually been used a lot in scholarship around medieval racism. And he described the Irish saying things like, and I quote, all their habits are barbarisms. And he went on to say how their want of civilization, shown in both their dress and mental culture, makes them a barbarous people. But then he also described Irish people as incredibly healthy because, this is a quote again, the air is so healthy that no clouds bring infections. This shows that while Gerald did describe the Irish with negative characteristics, he also thought that the environment and the nature that they were surrounded by in Ireland could determine this. There's actually a name for this theory. It's called the theory of environmental determinism. And it's a theory which you see in a lot of medieval writing, where people are describing groups and using nature to explain those groups' characteristics. You can see it again, where in another one of his works, he actually said, talking about Welsh people, that nature has endowed them with a great boldness in speaking. You know, that quote shows that he's directly linking the environment to the characteristics he's describing. And so we can see in the work of Gerald of Wales, who was writing in the late 12th and into the early 13th century, that cultural factors dictated how medieval people grouped other people. But as Bartlett talked about, this doesn't take away from the fact that biology did influence how medieval people thought about ethnic characteristics. So we also have the example of a monk called William of Malmesbury, who wrote a history in the 1120s. And in his work, William of Malmesbury described how William the Conqueror had said that no one of English nationality could claim a high office in the church. He talked about how a barbarian is, and I quote, a barbarian in blood and behaviour. He described a Norman leader as Norman by family. And according to Bartlett, Malmesbury also suggested that gents, being G-E-N-T-E-S, could be a subdivision within a total gens. He was talking about how East Anglians and Northumbrians could come under this gens anglorum, meaning the entirety of the English people. So although the example of William of Malmesbury is quite complex, it's basically showing that in the medieval period, there are people like William of Malmesbury who grouped people based on their biological descent. And Paul Sturtevant, again, he talks about this too. He gives the example of a medieval romance story called Percival, where in a 13th century German version of this story, a woman gives birth to a character called Firefizz, who was born, and I quote, of two colours. By him, God devised a miracle. Both black and white was his appearance. 
So essentially what's being described here is that this character was mixed race. And in the story, it's his biological makeup which actually characterises him. So I'm going to actually stop bombarding you with quotes from medieval sources now and I guess come to a bit of a conclusion and answer the question of whether we should be branding English medieval people as racist. I think that just like Robert Bartlett, Paul Sturtevant and William Chester Jordan have argued, to describe the medieval period as racist is just too simple. The concept of race as we know it today, it didn't exist in the medieval period. They used terms like gens and natio, and they grouped people on the basis of common cultural contexts and biological factors. In fact, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, the word race wasn't used in England until 1547, which is after the Middle Ages into the early modern period. There were medieval people, though, who made comments which we would call racist. Think about Gerald of Wales describing the barbaric Irish. But it's key that not everyone would have thought in these terms. And in fact, Gerald was actually writing to try and persuade that an English invasion of Ireland was justified. And the fact that he needed to persuade people of this suggests that not a lot of people would have agreed with him. The short answer to the question is that essentially, it's a bit more complicated than just saying that medieval people were racist. Some were, and some weren't. And even in cases of what seems to be racism, we need to remember that race was talked about in a different way in the medieval period in comparison to today. And if we brand medieval people as racist, we're only fueling this idea of the Middle Ages as backward and as uncivilised. So now moving on to why all of that is relevant, because actually that's what this podcast is about. So race and the Middle Ages, they've become a crunch point in popular culture today. And I'll give you a few examples of this. In 2018, a video game called Kingdom Come Deliverance came out, which is set in 1403 Bohemia. And the creators of this game decided to only include white characters. And that's quite controversial because that's suggesting that 15th century Bohemia was entirely white. There was also a lot of controversy on Twitter and online after a film called The Hollow Crown came out, which used a black actress to play Margaret of Anjou, who was the wife of the English king Henry VI in the 15th century. And this controversy came from the fact that in previous film adaptions of this history, this medieval woman had been played by a white actress. An example which you might be more familiar with, actually, is The Lord of the Rings. So the first film, which is called The Fellowship of the Ring, In this film, the orcs, which if you don't know the film, the orcs are the bad, evil characters, they were portrayed as black, while the elves, who are the good ones, they were shown as white. This example is relevant though, because a historian called Norman Cantor identified that Middle-earth, which is the world in which the Lord of the Rings story happens, is quite like the medieval world. And so even if it's not explicitly stated, you get this fantasy pseudo-medieval world where the goodies are white and the baddies are black. And I think these examples show that today the issue of the ethnic makeup of the Middle Ages is controversial in popular culture. A good article to read about this, if you're interested, is Helen Young's work, which is titled Whitewashing the Real Middle Ages in Popular Media. 
it came out in 2019. It's in a book called Who's Middle Ages. So that's a good one to have a look at if you're interested. And in her work, she talks about medieval Europe. And her main point is that there were people of colour present in medieval Europe. But this is not widely assumed. And actually, instead, you get the assumption of the Middle Ages as racially pure, constructing this idea that medieval Europe was entirely white. And I think that these assumptions of a white medieval Europe, which have produced the reactions to those popular culture examples I was just talking about, are connected to the issue of whether medieval people themselves were racist or not. In assuming medieval Europe as white, crucially that all the people in medieval Europe were of one ethnicity, this has fueled the assumption that medieval people themselves were racist on the basis that they must have feared and hated and rejected people who weren't like them. And so the argument that I've made that medieval people weren't racist contributes to undermining this idea of a racially pure Middle Ages. And this continues to be really relevant because showing a racially diverse medieval period in pop culture continues to be really controversial for a lot of people. And with that, we've reached the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening if you made it all the way to the end. I think when I'd recorded the last episode, I hadn't sorted out the social media for the podcast yet, but I have now. So if you want to follow along, you can on Instagram at History Remastered Pod. On there, feel free to message me with any feedback that you have. That would be greatly appreciated. And I also think on Spotify, you can leave a rating. So if you want to, if you feel like it, then please do. I hope this has made you think a bit more about the issue of race and the medieval period. And I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Bye.